Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Welcome to another digital season. Pew, pew, pew. It is episode 236. No funny number other than that two times three is six. So that is fun. Hi, Luke. Some Christian numerical person is going, oh my gosh, two times three is six and three sixes is six, six, six. <laughs> and that means these people are the devil. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we are going to talk about crazy conspiracies later, so I think that fits. Okay. How's your week been? Uh, good, I guess. You know, still just hanging out, uh, working a lot. It's been sunny here, so working a lot in the garden, mowing the lawn, that kind of thing, just to keep myself occupied and not going nuts. Yeah, are you going nuts? I felt a little bit the last couple days, like... I was uh, freaking out a little bit. I don't know. It could just be like anxiety. It could be a little, uh, little of this, little of that, adding on top of each other. Especially everything that has happened in the last three days with the presidential election, and then uh, everything with the coronavirus and everything else, all uh, culminating with me being stuck at home for I don't even know how long. It's been months at this point. So <laughs> it feels like months. Uh, so, uh, full disclosure, I have a cleaning service thing coming here every week because that's part of the, uh, deal I have with the county because of my sickness and things like that. I get help with cleaning and okay. things like that. So they are the only people I see once a week. Right. And it's like... <laughs> it's an occasion because I I make coffee, <laughs> make something to eat, have cookies in front. It's like it's, brunch, basically. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like almost I clean myself all the floors so she, they don't have to. No, but uh, it's like uh, it's. I talked to my dad about it, and I I'm not going to say that. It's not affecting me, but I think I've come to a point where it's not affecting me as much as it did in the beginning. You know, when you get complacent with something, it's like you get a routine even in times where where things are crazy. So, and I I feel like I have enough to do. So I'm not like going. I'm not bored. Yeah, exactly. I mean, wow. one thing, uh, I mean, I'm kind of a, a homebody to begin with, so that helps, you know, kind of introvert. Yeah. Um, Same here. I think it's probably harder for other people who are used to going out to the bar every weekend right. or something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm like seeing today they're giving away two free PS4 games? Are you seeing this? Yeah, Journey and uh, what was the other one? Uncharted? The second, Uncharted, yeah. yeah, the second one or whatever they're on. 
Yeah. Uh, I have those two games, so... That's pretty interesting. I mean, that's something to keep you yeah. busy. It's nice. It's nice of PlayStation to give something away. Just because of the COVID. You don't have to be a PlayStation member, even. Oh, you don't have to be signed up for the service. Right, yeah. As long as you still have to have right. a system, obviously, but yeah. Right, right. But you don't have to be uh, a, a service member. So that's really very nice of them. Yeah, it's all the three first games in the Uncharted series. So you have very much games there. That's a lot of content, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah just little things uh, I've found to be kind of fun to do. Like I said, gardening seems to be really therapeutic because it feels, mm-hmm. I don't know, planting things and watching them grow. Like, I planted, whatever, a month and a half ago, uh, uh, tom- tomatoes and cabbage and uh, cauliflower, and they're getting so big at this point, it feels like... Uh, and I'm around them so much, I feel like, uh, I don't know, like they're my kids or something, but they're plants, it's weird. Yeah. I I think my dad is feeling it better more than me, because he's more used of going out and taking, for example, uh, the underground or bus and things like that. Uh, so, there's a lot of walking. Oh, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, your dad is out of quarantine, I assume? Yeah, he just got out of quarantine yesterday. That's good. Uh, Uh, I mean, there's a lot of talk here in America, again, from, like, uh, the president and the government talking about, oh, maybe it's time to start thinking about starting up the the economy again and uh, stopping lockdowns and this and that. Still seems yeah, like a bad idea to me, but... Let's do the numbers. Uh, 1.700... 1.7 and, million. Yeah, 1.7 million uh, cases. Uh, 103,794 deaths. Uh, 388,154 is recovered. United States are uh, 500,000 of those cases uh, with 18, almost 19,000 dead. Spain has 161,000. Italy has 147. China is 81,000. And Norway is not even on the list. Or where are we? You were on the list last week. <clears throat> you don't even seem to be on the list this week. I guess uh, go ahead and look that up and and see what it what it says. Uh, but India, which we talked about the last couple weeks, seven thousand eight hundred and seventy six cases with two hundred and forty nine deaths. Which last week when we saw this one week ago, it was four, and now it's two hundred and forty nine. Yeah, that is an increase of some somewhat. And it, it with uh. The cases in the world, 1.7 million in the world, half a million for the U.S. We almost have one-third of the cases in the entire world here in the U.S. New York has more cases than lots of regular countries, uh, which is not good for New York. No, uh, definitely not. Uh, We have 6,740 cases with 145 uh, dead 
Okay. So India is still uh, ahead of you. Uh, which yeah. we've been kind of wondering about, but there's a lot of articles for some reason. I saw like five different articles on some, Thursday and yeah. Friday of this week talking about India. I, I find it very interesting. Uh, let's go into the news. India says lockdown has spread it for, uh, from overwhelming numbers of uh, corona cases. How are they doing this? Indian, the Indian government on Thursday claimed initial success in its fight against the epidemic, saying it would have been hit with 820,000 cases by next week had it not imposed a nationwide lockdown. A number of people infected with the virus stood at 5,865, including 169 dead, uh, far smaller than other countries such as the United States, Italy, or Spain. Uh, the Prime Minister's decision to order 1.3 billion Indians indoor for three weeks in the world's largest lockdown helped slow the infection rate. Foreign Ministry additionally uh, said even though it it has exacted a heavy toll on the economy and on hundreds of millions of poor. Uh, yeah, and, and, and here's the problem. I have with this because this number I I think this is extremely fake. I think this is one of the fakest things I have ever read because there is a very big problem with this is that uh, most of the population in India is too poor to get the fucking test. And without the test you can't really give any numbers. So that is the problem. Right, okay. And it would be really hard to test 1.3 million people. Yeah. Or billion people, sorry, not million. Billion right. with a B. Yeah. Yeah. So the the problem is that the numbers here are are fake. I'm going to call it fake. I don't know cuz if you I, look I, at look I, at the, scroll down in this thing, fro, and you look at the uh countries around India, Pakistan, 4000 Cases, just over 4,000 cases, 58 deaths. Afghanistan, 484 cases, 15 deaths. Sri Lanka, eight, 189 cases, 7 deaths. So, mm -hmm. uh, Nepal, 9 cases, no deaths. Bhutan, 5 cases, no deaths. Uh, so, all, maybe all it's just that area are, are of poor. the world. Yeah, but maybe it's just that area of the world uh, it didn't spread to, I guess it's possible. Uh, the other possibility mm -hmm. is, yeah. They're just not testing people. Uh, but in India, they're, at least they're saying the reason for these numbers is because they instantly locked down and locked down for three weeks and didn't allow anybody out of their house. I think, I think, I think they uh, probably helped, yes. Do I think, do I think uh, the numbers are uh, too low? Yes. So it's, it's a... Uh, it's both. It's both that it helped and also that the, the testing is too expensive for all the millions and millions of poor people in, in India. Like, if you got the coronavirus and you're a st uh, street beggar, who is going to test you? Look. Uh, does India have universal health care? I believe they do. They do? I think so. Okay. Let me double Maybe. check that. I, I have I I my uh, knowledge about India is very very limited. I have never been there, so 
other than that, I know it's poor and very, very big. I don't really know anything about India. Yeah, healthcare system in India is universal. That that being said, there is a great discrepancy of quality and coverage of the medical treatment in India. So it depends on if you're rich or poor, I guess. But they there right. is universal healthcare for everyone. Healthcare between mm. states in rural urban areas are very are vastly different. Which it actually says here in this article. Uh, where is it? But the point is, like, like I said, uh, uh, yeah, it depends how much that healthcare system works as well. I mean, I'm not sure I wanted to be sick in India. It says here, uh, according to the government, India has about one doctor per 1,500 citizens. Uh, in okay. rural areas where two-thirds of Indians live and rely solely on government hospitals, the ratio is more like one doctor to every 10,000 people. So there's the difference in your uh, the poor areas and the more rich areas is that you just have more doctors in the richer areas to cover more pe- the same amount of people, I guess. Hmm. Uh, but uh, um, I am very happy to announce that uh, you are uh, doing something very good in uh, the States because one of the things that we have missed the most uh, is essential workers doing essential work uh, for the community, doing uh, so things get better. And you have opened one of the most essential organizations in America. Uh, what is going on there? That's right. One of the more essential uh, industries uh, of, of sweaty, <laughs> of, hairy, yes. large men rolling around in their underwear is <laughs> world wrestling entertainment has resumed airing live masses after being an es- deemed an essential service. Uh, wow. WWE. F- I love how they call it WWE fights. Like, like wrestlers right. actually are in fights with it. Like they're getting an actual fights. Like it's not pretend. Right. Uh, WWE fights were broadcast on Monday night without a ringside audience. Uh, the wrestling company has been airing pre-taped programs for several weeks, but Florida's Republican governor said live production production could continue as an essential function. Sports <clears> events <throat> have been canceled globally due to COVID-19. The pro wrestling company welcomed the decision by the governor exempting professional sports and media production with a national audience from a statewide stay-at-home order. So this came from the governor of... Uh, uh, Florida, surprise, surprise. <laughs> so obviously they can't go traveling around and doing shows in different states, but right. they can keep doing. I'm guessing they can just keep doing Raw in, and SmackDown in, in, in Florida in the Performance Center, like WrestleMania right. was. That's my guess. <sighs> Fucking hell, this is stupid. It is so stupid. And then it comes to my question is like all those people. Well, there wasn't that many people. I think two people. Well, I know Roman Reigns. They didn't allow to wrestle at WrestleMania because right. of his condition. Of his leukemia. Right. Yeah. And there, I'm assuming there were some other people that probably had similar uh, reasons. So do those people just not get to be on the show for however many months this is going to go on? <laughs> I don't know. Do they not get paid anymore? Do they still get paid their salary? <laughs> these, these are questions I'm wondering about. Uh, but yeah, no, it's so essential, Luke. 
It's so very, very essential with wrestling. I mean, it's definitely not essential in any way whatsoever. It is like (laughs) the only sport continuing to uh, produce content, uh, or what kind of sport, I guess, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, well, that's not not entirely true because I I saw I saw uh, it internet today and they covered uh, that uh, they do fake NASCAR driving, <laughs> virtual NASCAR driving. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. Well, that... Wouldn't that count under like esports more than? Like a regular sport, you know, like. Uh... Uh, but uh, but it's it's it is real real uh, the real drivers of NASCAR is playing the game. Yeah, that's cool. Driving. With like a yeah. with like a rig, I'm assuming like a I, one I of those ha- haptic so. rigs that like moves when your car moves in the game. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Yes. I'd actually kind of I'd watch that more than I'd watch regular NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, one one got in trouble because he said the N word on stream. Uh, another got in trouble because uh, he uh, rage quit the game when he <laughs> crashed. And one of his uh, one of his uh, sponsors uh, like said, "We don't uh, want to support you anymore." Yeah, check out Internet Today. It's more or less this podcast, just with uh, two other guys. <laughs> and they steal but, uh, our stuff all the time, so I don't know why you <laughs> why you're always promoting them. But they steal our content, yeah. Uh, but they're talking about WWE. Uh, one of the main persons, Vince McMahon, uh, he is helping Trump to reopen the U.S. economy. It says here uh, Donald Trump revealed the members of um, of the Great American. Economic Revival Industry Group. That's a long name. <laughs> Gehrig. 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 Yeah. On Tuesday, underscoring his intentions to reopen the U.S. economy, uh, some of the big names included uh, J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon, Tesla CEO mm-hmm. Elon Musk, Apple CEO Tim Cook. And Mark Cuban, the billionaire owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Other people including Vince McMahon, CEO of the WWE. Wow, what a surprise. Other notable people, I guess. Uh, did I say Mark notable? Cuban? <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. uh, Roger Goodall, the NFL commissioner, uh, oh. Bob Kraft, who is a known racist uh, from the New England mm-hmm. Patriots, Condoleezza Rice, uh, the former <laughs> Secretary of State for some reason, and Steve Forbes, the editor in chief of Forbes magazine. I think this list is filled with people I don't want to have breakfast with. Well, it's definitely filled with all these billionaires, and these are the people that are supposed to uh, <laughs> fix the economy. I'm guessing they're going to fix the economy to help them more than we already right. have in this whole crisis. Like, well, one of the things that uh, annoys me maybe most about this list is is that uh, the the leader of Amazon is on the list. Like he's not really hit by <laughs> this Corona thing. Uh, uh, Sheldon Adelson, uh, the CEO of the Las Vegas Sands, uh, meaning like the hotel uh, in Las Vegas, the casinos, 
Uh, he's got a word on how we should help the people from Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, mm. Blackstone, McDonald's, uh, Mark Roman, the CEO of 3M, meaning the 3M are the people who like create all the masks for everybody. So they're already right. making a shit ton of money off of this. Uh, and now they're going to get to decide how we go forward as far as the economy goes. This seems like a horrible idea. <laughs> Uh, I did some Googling because I don't didn't know what Condoleezza Rice did after she was a former Secretary of State. And uh, I found out she didn't do anything after. She just disappeared <laughs> into the ether for some reason, yeah. Yeah, so you get to be filthy rich by being uh, <coughs> Secretary of State. But she wrote the book, so it's probably from there. Uh, something that made me unhappy this week, uh, among other things, uh, Bernie Sanders endorses Joe Biden via live stream to help him defeat the most mm -hmm. dangerous president in modern, uh, American history. Less than a week after dropping his bid for Democratic presidential nomination, which we talked about on the show last week, uh, Senator mm. Bernie Sanders on Monday formally endorsed Joe Biden for the role that makes certain that the party defeats Donald Trump. Sanders made his endorsement of Biden in a remarkable event that was live-streamed from their respective homes in Burlington, Vermont, and Wilmington, Delaware, amid the coronavirus outbreak that has dislocated daily life and brought this country to a standstill. Yeah. I mean... Uh, did he have to do it, kind of? He Well, <clears throat> Bernie said he would back the whoever the nominee was so yeah, he had so, said this this was he's just keeping a promise that he said he was going to keep right did it feel extremely weird to watch it yes i thought this was horrible timing especially what happened the day before this which we'll talk yeah. about in a second but for bernie to come out and endorse him the day after uh, what happened, I think, was bad a bad move on Bernie's part. Another thing that people got really mad at Bernie for is, in his announcement for this, he said that if you didn't vote for Biden, it was irresponsible, which a lot of people were offended by that because they don't want to vote for Joe Biden, and they take that as Bernie basically name-calling anybody who doesn't want to vote for Joe Biden as irresponsible, kind of how Hillary called... Trump supporters deplorables, you know what I mean? Calling anybody who won't vote for Biden irresponsible is almost similar. So people were not happy at the name calling, uh, which I, people who are, have been Bernie supporters have had to deal with for the last five years. And now mm -hmm. they feel like they're getting even the same treatment from Bernie himself. So people were not yeah. very happy about that. Um, other people just not happy that uh, Joe Biden's, you know, the candidate, he's the candidate for president now. I think it's come down to that. Uh, just to let you know, you can still vote for Bernie. He will still be on the ballots in every state. Because he technically yeah. hasn't dropped out of the race. He just suspended his campaign. And so, uh, for the primary, I'm still going to be voting for Bernie Sanders. Right. Yeah, no, um... I saw our trench coat wearing nemesis on YouTube this week was gloating 
and was being so happy and endorsed Trump right after he said that everybody should stand behind <laughs> Joe Biden. So that was kind of funny. Okay. Uh, uh, did you see this? Sure. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah. What do you think about this endorsement, about... though? No, but it, it, it's like I, I, I understand it. He promised to do it. It's the timing of it. It's what he said that irritates the fuck out of me. Like, if you, you're going to do it, that's totally okay because you promised to do it. But it's the way he did it that ir- irritates me. Yeah, I'm, I I understand the whole premise behind it, and from what we're seeing, Obama had a lot to do with Bernie dropping out. They were talking for weeks beforehand. Uh, the One thing I said last week, it seems like they may have made some kind of deal. What we heard in this thing was that Bernie is going to get some kind of... Uh, he's going to be the leader of some kind of groups to look into... Uh, different ways to fix the problems in the country as far as health care and college and uh, and everything else like that, college costs and college debt. Um, so that's some concession he got, but it n- not nearly as big of a concession as he's a, even somebody like Pete Buttigieg got, which he right. looks like he's going to end up being maybe some kind of uh, ambassador to another country or something like that. Um, right. Which is weird because Buttigieg came in, what, fourth probably, maybe third at best, and Bernie came in second, yeah. so you'd think he'd get better at uh, concessions. But like I said, it's seeming like this all came from Obama, that Obama um, decided, hey, uh, you know, right after, what was it, South Carolina, when Biden won that one, he went to all those people and said, we got to drop out and back Biden to get Bernie out, Uh because we remember even before that, Obama had said, uh, if it looks like Bernie is going to win, then I'm going to come in and stop it. And that's what happened. Uh, there was a consorted con- effort from the Democratic establishment to stop Bernie Sanders at any cost, even if it meant putting Joe Biden in there who has dementia. So, allegedly. <sighs> is it allegedly? <laughs> Is it allegedly? <laughs> it's probably obvious for me. I, I think m- most people know what's going on. Yeah, right. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, Obama endorsed Joe Biden for president after the day after the race. Yeah, the day after, and then uh, Joe Biden sexual accuser Tara Reid files criminal complaints. Tell me about this. So, uh, Tara Reid filed a sexual assault complaint against Joe Biden on Sunday. Sanders endorsed him on Monday. Obama endorsed him yeah. on Tuesday. That's why I think these are these endorsements are kind of um, what's a good word for it? Planned. Well, maybe planned, but also bad timing on their part. Because yeah. how does it look for Sanders that uh, Joe Biden gets accused of sexual assault and then the next day he endorses him? That doesn't look great, does it? No. Uh, but obviously they had already planned the endorsement, you know, weeks ahead of time or maybe up to a week. And then this happened the day before. Um, but this is a big deal. A woman 
Tara Reid filed a police report claiming that presidential candidate Joe Biden sexually assaulted her in 1993. We've talked about this story for the last two weeks. This was the first week, I don't know if you saw it, Fro, that the mainstream media covered it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think I think they had to. Uh, they were more or less forced to do it because I, I think uh, if they didn't, it would be even more obvious that they are uh, licking uh, Joe Biden's back. Uh, I think it is pretty obvious. Uh, I think they didn't cover it until Bernie dropped out. Oh, yeah. They waited for Bernie to be out to cover the story. Uh, yeah. New York Times covered this story, and it turns out they deleted part of the story. Did you see this, Fro? No, I didn't. Okay, uh, I'm going to have to send you the picture, because I don't think there's any other way I can properly explain this. But So this is the uh, from the New York Times Twitter, and this was, right. a, this was a quote from the, artic- the New York Times article. The highlighted part was the part that got deleted after they initially put up the story, this tweet has also been deleted from their account. Uh, from the story, it said, No other allegations about sexual assault surfaced in the course of our reporting, nor did any former Biden staff corroborate Reed's allegations. Uh, other people did uh, cor- corroborate her allegations. Uh, they did find, but they don't put that in this sentence. But Biden staff corroborated Reed's allegations. We found no... It says, we found no pattern of sexual misconduct by Biden beyond hugs, kisses, and touching women previously said made them uncomfortable. Right, and that took away beyond hugs and kisses, touching that woman previously said was made them uncomfortable. And then the New York Times editor did an interview with uh, somebody saying that the Biden campaign are the people who came to them and told them to change this sentence. Wow. And it's been, they, the editor of the New York Times said that the Biden campaign were the people that made them changes. The other thing that Ooh. is really weird, just the wording of this. We found no patter, uh, pattern, we found no pattern of sexual misconduct beyond hugs, kisses, and touching women. <laughs> How does right. that, <laughs> those are two completely diametrically opposed ideas. <laughs> right. We didn't find gold. Other than this gold in the bottom of this well. <laughs> exactly. Except, except for this giant gold bar. Right. <laughs> that's, that's like the sentence they tried to make. Uh, that's, that's incredible. Uh, yes. And like I said, they deleted the tweet and they uh, removed part of the article from... Uh, the reason they did it, the New York Times editor said the Biden campaign told them to. So the New York Times is just changing articles for political because political campaigns want them to. I don't think they would have done it if Bernie Sanders' campaign wanted them to. I don't think they would have done it if Trump uh. wanted them to. But they will do it for Biden. <laughs> you think they would do it for Trump? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Another thing that's come out this week, uh, Me Too people are now calling Tara Reid a Russian agent, Fro. Using that Russia of smear. Of course they do. Oh, because apparently Russia things stop. Apparently, when Please. Tara Reid was in college, she wrote a blog post that was pro-Russia, and so now she's a Russian agent. Jesus Christ on the stick! Everything can be explained stop. by just saying Russia did it. Yeah. Stop. That is so fucking irritating. 
Oh, gosh. I have... Oh, t- talking about things starts irritating. Anti-Corbyn Labour officially worked to lose general election to out leader uh, elected dossier fines. Tell me about this. See, this is like so reminiscent of what we were just talking about with Barack Obama coming in to oust uh, Bernie Sanders, the socialist, mm-hmm. from getting into power. Uh, tell me if this story sounds familiar. Labor Party officials opposed to Jeremy <laughs> Corbyn worked to lose the 2017 general election in hopes that a bad result would trigger a leadership contest to oust Corbyn. Uh, A dossier drawn up by the party suggests a huge cache of leaked WhatsApp messages and emails show senior officials of the party's uh, of the party's right wing. So the right wing part of the Labour Party, which is our left wing party, who worked at the HQ, became despondent as Labour climbed in the polls during the election campaign, despite their efforts to stop it. So the Labour Party was trying to stop themselves from winning. The unreleased report, which The Independent has seen in full, was drawn up in last in the last days of Corbin, Corbyn's leadership and concerns of the conduct of certain officials, including some who were investigated who were investigating cases of anti-Semitism in the party. Uh, Labour has confirmed the document is genuine, though it is not clear who it was commissioned and written by. Uh, the 860-page document claims that an abnormal intensity of factional opposition to the party leader uh, had inhibited the proper functioning of the Labour Party bureaucracy and contributed to a litany of mistakes in dealing with the anti-Semitism. This is so incredibly... I don't have words... It's just like, it, 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 yeah. <laughs> this this is just so. How do you do something like this and get away with it? I mean, they're the government, you know. I, I'll take everybody back to last week and our main topic. Somebody named David Shaler who exposed that the government was trying to stop so the socialist parties in the UK, uh, and they were. They were doing it uh, because they saw it as an existential threat, and I think these are those same people, and they still are in the government to this day. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me that they are in the government, but but that's 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 uh, the problem with this. And uh, do you think this will lead uh, to maybe even a, a, a better leader for the Labour Party, or will this lead to absolutely nothing? Now it's up in there. Oh, this just happened like yesterday, so it's really hard to tell where we're going from here. But I'll, and we haven't seen the full uh, WhatsApp exchanges. This could be way worse than we even know. Uh, but what we're seeing here, even in just from the Independent article, uh, the report also details a large volume of abusive discussion by senior officials about colleagues and act- activists from the left uh, wing of the party. In one exchange, a senior official said that a young act- activist had mental health issues. To which another official chimed in, I hope blank, a name of activist redacted, dies in a fire. Uh, The third said, that's a very bad wish, name redacted, but if he does, it wouldn't piss, I wouldn't piss on him to put it out, the second official added. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. 
the third official said, I wish there was a petrol can emoji. Remember, you, they're talking on WhatsApp, so. Right, yeah. Uh, some senior staff also joked about hanging and burning Jeremy Corbyn and suggested that another staff member who cheered a speech by a party leader should be shot. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I just want to take this back to this whole thing of when the they all coalesced behind Biden. Right. I don't see it as that much dissimilar. Do you? How many people do you think in the background were saying similar things about Bernie uh, for the last five years, especially people in the Hillary camp? Oh, loads of people. We just don't have the loads. WhatsApp messages yet. Yet. Right. Right. Yet, yeah. Maybe someone will leak that hint, hint. Well, we know that, that this another... week uh, it was leaked that the Hillary uh, Hillary staffers sent around a Zoom call, which they said was uh, a cheers and a toast now uh, and bye bye Bernie. So they were all. It was like a Hillary staffers were getting together to to celebrate Bernie dropping out. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Uh, we have one uh, another thing that also includes a dossier, funny enough, this week. Uh, because, uh, footnotes indicate that FBI knew of the risk uh, this of information in the Steele dossiers. That's right, the Steele dossier. Remember the PP dossier, as mm -hmm. everybody calls it? Uh, the FBI warned sections of the controversy Steele dossier may have been part of a Russian disinformation campaign, uh, according to newly declassified footnotes from a government watchdog. The December report by just the Justice Department Inspector General examined the FBI's investigation into the alleged coordination between Trump and Russia, as well as the FBI's four surveillance warrants f for the former Trump campaign. Uh, Horowitz concluded that the FBI was justified in launching the investigation, although he found 17 significant inaccuracies and omissions in the FBI's handling of the FISA application to surveil Carter Page. So it is, we've talked about that before as far as uh, the problems with the FISA application. Uh, several footnotes in the report were redacted and Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson pushed for the declassification of the related notes in the Steele dossier, or on the Steele dossier, a collection of opposition research notes on the Trump campaign ties to Russia compiled by Christopher Steele, a former uh, British intelligence officer. Right. Yeah, so this, this will... Do you think this will uh, at all change people's views of this dossier? I don't think most people saw this story. That's kind of why we're covering, uh, covering it. It says, Footnote 302 relates to the FBI's effort to verify information contained in the Steele dossier, which was commissioned by the DNC through opposition research firm Fusion GPS, which the DNC has is still denying that that's true, but it says it right here. Uh, according to the document circulated, uh, one... Or person one had historical contact with persons and entities suspected of links to Russian intel. In addition, in late 2016, <clears throat> Fusion GPS and Simpson had ass assessed that person was one was Russian in was a Russian intel officer who was central in connecting Trump to Russia. So yeah, so yeah, they were yeah, using Russian information to 
Uh, on Trump, right. Right. That's what we have said all the fucking time. <laughs> it's like, hmm. It seems like they are confirming everything that we have said, more or less. It says here, uh, right? yeah, that, that one one footnote also indicates the FBI's, FBI's Russia probe became more pronounced over time. The, re, the blank stated that it did not have high confidence in the, the Steele reporting and assessed that the references subset were part of a Russian disinformation campaign that degenerated U.S. foreign relations. So in, in, it, in the report on this dossier, they even said that this... Uh, is likely no, none of this is true, but then they redacted that footnote uh, when they released it to the public. Right. So, do they, you think we will see the whole thing then? Uh, somebody has, because they released it, uh, well, not the whole thing, but they released those parts of it already uh, under the Freedom of Information Act request. Uh, so we know at, at very least that the all the... Media, all the media going, oh, steel dossier this, steel dossier that, steel dossier this. They were all just being lied to by the FBI because the FBI knew that most everything in that dossier wasn't true. They knew that from the beginning. They just didn't tell anybody that. Right. So what did they tell them then? They, if you remember, uh, they basically said, uh, this... We have this report, and we're trying to confirm whether Trump is or is not working with the Russian government based off of this intel we have. The intel they had was the Steele dossier, and that's what the Mueller report was all about, is the conne that connection. The Mueller report should have never happened, because we just found out the Steele dossier, which they based all of this off of, the FBI knew it wasn't true to begin with. That's the problem here. That we wasted three years on something that the FBI knew from the beginning was bullshit. Yeah, and that that's the problem. It's bullshit. It is utterly utter bullshit. And it's be, still being used to discredit people uh, like <laughs> uh, like Tara Reid calling her a Russian right. agent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so I'm so fed up with this whole Russia thing. But it's it not going away anytime of... soon, and it's going to multiply because I think they're going to start using China <clears throat> in the same fashion, and we're going to it's going to be China did this, China did that, but Russia's still going to be just as much of the boogeyman, boogeyman in the scenario. It will come out. This this is my conspiracy theory. How, how to make a conspiracy theory? Are you are you ready? Look, okay. They will they will find out. Or they will make a conspiracy that Russia released bats into uh, China contaminated with the virus. Oh, well, in, here in America, uh, the articles are already coming out about how, well, our main topic, which we're going to talk about this week, and other online conspiracies about coronavirus are being sp spread by Russian by Russians. That's already a thing here in America. So yes. <laughs> oh gosh, oh, how I love, I love, I love 
the society we live in right now. It's just so crazy, and it gets even more crazier with this corona shit thing. But uh, somebody that also had a meltdown this week was uh, Chris Cuomo. I feel like we've talked a lot about Chris Cuomo lately. Uh, but yeah, he uh, had coronavirus, if you remember that, bro. I do. Yeah. I believe he's gotten better, or I hope so, because he did an interview this week on a talk show. Uh, and he, well, he's also a CNN host. His brother yep. is, uh, what, the governor of New York. Uh, mm-hmm. And he said some things about CNN that then the next day he reversed his what he said in, an, in another interview. But let's see what he said initially about how he feels about CNN, Fro. Mm. In three, two, one, play. Because I don't want to spend my time doing things that I don't think va- are valuable enough to me personally. Like what? Well, I don't like what I do professionally, I've decided. Um, Okay. I like doing this show. I like talking to you guys. But I don't value indulging irrationality, hyperpartisanship. Oh, CNN. I don't think it's worth my time. And I don't want some jackass, loser, fat tire biker... Um, to be able to pull over uh, and get in my face and in my space and talk bullshit to me. I don't want to hear it. And just like you would, right? You, you're not going to tolerate that. So right? he doesn't want to be a celebrity anymore, I think is what we're getting. up in the driveway next to yours and starts getting in your face about stuff. How, how's that going to go? How's that going to go, right? That matters to me more than making millions of dollars a year. That matters to me more. Why? Because I've saved my money. Because Okay. Okay. So what do you think about that, Fro? So he, he basically <laughs> said, I'm, I'm sick of working at CNN. CNN it's not yeah. worth my time. Uh, I'm sick of being a celebrity because people, you know, come up to me on the street all the time and I, I don't have any privacy left. Uh, yeah, what do you think about that? And... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably what he actually means. Don't you think so? <laughs> and and um, he probably like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, the next day, uh, they probably were like, hey, you can't say that, uh, Chris Cuomo. Uh, I mean, C- CNN is who I'm talking about, probably said, hey, we need you to, if you want to keep your job, you know, maybe you should go tell everybody you didn't mean that. Mm. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, I feel I like he, he may. I think he were. Go ahead. I think he. he I, I. I really, really, really think he meant it. Uh, yeah. Uh, what I think. Well, here's another thing he said that wasn't in that clip. Uh, he said, "It's infuriating to do this job in an environment where people are not interested and open. It's hard to practice journalism when people are so intent on believing what they want to believe for political advantage." Uh, it makes you question, is it worth the effort? Can I make a difference? Can I personally make a difference? Is the way I'm doing this working or is it not working? Can I do it differently? Do I want to do it differently? Is another thing he said. Um, and it makes you wonder, like, he just had 
the coronavirus and he got very sick from it and everything else. Maybe he's it, it's him. Maybe this was him reflecting on his life going, you know, uh, is this worth my time? Like, I almost died. Should I be spending my limited time on Earth worrying about these partisan bullshit, uh, the left and the right who always just come on my TV show and lie to me and everybody else in, in America? Do I want to be this person? Uh, I think it's kind of a coming coming to moment, I think, maybe for him uh, in that in that speech. But I don't know. What do you think about that? No, I agree. I uh, but, but I I think he he finally told the truth that he doesn't want to work for them and they are uh, a bad con, uh, uh, place to work with. But uh, we already knew that. So. Another thing he said uh, he said he doesn't value indulging irrationality and hyperpartisanship, which we heard, or trafficking right. in things that I think are ridiculous. He also said he doesn't want to spend time talking about talking to either Democrats or Republicans who are spouting things they don't really mean. Right. I think this is also kind of a good insight of what's really going on in CNN and how, mm -hmm. I don't know, he left CNN for a few weeks because of being sick, and I think he maybe he had time to think and go, wow, what we're doing is maybe not that great. And I think people who are constantly <laughs> working at CNN never get outside the bubble enough to go, yeah, maybe yeah. what I'm doing is horrible. I agree. Uh, do you think he will bring back a revolutionary tone to CNN, then? When he comes back on CNN? Uh, yeah. I mean, what I heard is he just signed a brand new contract, like, today. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they uh, he's going to be on for the next few years. Um, will he bring some kind of new tone? I think it, the first time he comes on, he's probably going to address this whole thing, and we'll see what happens from there. But my guess is no. That eventually, it, it might happen for a week or two, but he's going to get sucked right back into the CNN bubble and go right back to doing what he was doing before. I remember this uh, happening to uh, uh, that Fox lady when she was attacked by Trump. Do you remember that, Megyn Kelly? Oh, right. And she went, went to vacation, and then she came back to Fox, and she's like, oh... What the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> and then she went to NBC, right, and got fired from there right. in like a week. Yes, because she was, uh, uh, what was it? She was uh, applauding people that was wearing blackface, wasn't well, that? that? That's, one, like, there were a few reasons they gave, but the actuality is nobody watched her television show. And so she had horrible ratings, because right. nobody who was like an MSNBC viewer who the majority of people watching MSNBC are like 65 plus, uh, right. hardcore blue Democrat. Don't give, right. they don't want to watch Megyn Kelly, whether she's, <laughs> it doesn't matter what side she's on. Right. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, people try to bring on the revolution and Trump is going to tell the truth about it. Hello, this is Trump, but Trump tells the truth. When Fro and Luke asked me to do this segment and, uh, once for many years ago, I never thought I was going to hold it during a pandemic. Yeah, you know, I'm sitting here in Norway. It's very safe. Nearly no people have died. The country is well ru ruled, really. Yeah, I don't like the conservative government, but we have health care. I have protection from the job I lost, so I still have an earning. I'm not rich, but I'm happy a roof over my head. I have not for food, my family is okay. But not many people around the world can say the same. 
there are people who have shitty lives right now. Yeah. And those people getting applauded. Well, that's good for you. But when this is over, they're not going to be applauded. I'm not only talking about people who work in healthcare. I'm not only talking about people who work in grocery stores and so on. Because they do this work every day. But it's not in the news. People in hospital save people every day. Firefighters fight, do their job every day. People who work in convenience stores do this work every day. They are heroes every day, not just during a pandemic. But also let's now have a little fun with the people we I don't like. And I don't hear anything from, from whatsoever. Where is the anti-vaxxers? Yeah, this is the anti-vaxxers. <laughs> what does they have them? Because this is what we warned people against. A disease has no vaccine. Yeah, there are no vaccine against this shit. They are trying vaccines, but it cannot happen to gonna be there for a long, long time. Yeah, I heard President Trump holds daily press briefings or stand-up show, shitty stand-up show every day where he tries to say that I heard this work, I heard this work, I heard this work, and blaming the media and blaming anyone else. But there are no vaccine yet. How do those you anti-vaxxers feel about that? Because it can come new diseases. Yeah, the WHO, who now Trump don't want to fund anymore, they have warned us against this for a long, long time. So, and where are the rich people right now? I asked this question before. Where is your voluntary work? Because you're not in the front line. You're not giving the money. You are taking money out. You're storing them somewhere and wait this to pass over. I hope some rich people get this disease. I hope many of them get a disease. I don't hope they die. I just hope they suffer. I hope other people who don't now going for handouts from the government for big corporation suffer. Feel how suffering is like. Because they deserve to know that. Yeah, maybe I'm a little fucking asshole now, but I'm not giving up. I'm not polite anymore. If you need a revolution, we need it now. We need to fucking smash the system. The system is rigged. The system is destroyed. Extreme left, extreme right. It doesn't fucking matter anymore. Things is a shit show. You can scream fake news all you want. Jill Scott Heron said once, the revolution will not be televised. Yes, let it be televised. Let us fucking smash it in. Let's take Cayman Island. Let's take away their fucking money. Let's take away their palaces. Let's power go back to the people. That's what we fucking need now. I don't give a shit if Biden, Trump, or anyone fucking asshole rule. Power to the people now. No fucking delay. This was Tron, but Tron tells the truth. Thank you, Tron, for telling the truth. Yeah, thank you. That was a very good, good one, Tron. Uh, you do amazing work. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, let's plug our email address, uh, anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. And that's anotherdigitalcitizen, all one word, at gmail.com. Uh, uh, if you want to send yeah. us a Twitter or a Facebook, we have a Facebook page, at, you know, Another Digital Citizen on Facebook, or at Podcast ADC on Twitter. Let's see, we're part of the Pod All The Time Network on Twitter. That's Pod All The Time Network on Twitter. Another member of our podcast network, Scarlet T. 
TPC, a true true crime podcast with the unique voices of two ladies looking to entertain, change perspective, and share their crazy stories. Uh, Mm. At Scarlet Podcast. Cool. Follow them. They are our friends. We like friends. And uh, hey, dude, do you know it's free to share this podcast? Do it. Because Corona. (laughs) Right, exactly. Because Corona. Yeah. Because Corona. Uh, Hi, ho, have you seen anything on TV this week, you asked me? Yes, I have. I have watched uh, something very short, uh, tuning out the news. Uh, This is on uh, that network that I didn't... uh, CBS All Access. Okay. So, this is uh, a cartoon series that follows the news, and it's very funny. It it is fucking hilarious because every episode they uh, so there there's two main main uh, uh, um, hosts of this. One is like fake Republican, and one is fake. Uh, uh, Democrat, and they shift that in every episode. So okay. one episode is with the Democrats, one is like from the. So one is trying to be Fox News, and one is trying to be CNN, and it, it is very funny. I I I think it's one of the most funny things I have seen in many years when it comes to like cartoons and news. And it's very uh, easy watch as well because I think uh, I think it's between ten and fifteen minutes every every uh, day. So I give it actually a very high eight out of ten. Oh, okay. What was it called again? Tuning out the news. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, CBS All Access. I saw the, fin- I guess it was the series finale, because this show is over, Modern Family series finale this week. I, ha- I yeah. watched 16 episodes, because I think I watched the first two episodes of the season and never went back to it, because there's just been so much content to watch in the last few years. Uh, but I binged this show this week. It took me a while, a lot of content there, but uh, it wasn't as good as... I mean, this show was novel in the first season. It was the first kind of TV yeah. show to take the docu-series style, you know, um, yeah. which had been in movies before that, but this took that and put it in a TV show. Uh, you had mm-hmm. your spi- It's like Spinal Tap, but this was the first TV show to be that. Mockumentary style, I guess is what it is. Uh, yeah, The Office maybe was before that. But... Oh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. And now in the final season, it just felt, I don't know, bland, boring didn't really bring anything super different from what it's brought all the seasons up until now. So overall though, I mean, as a show altogether, I'd probably give it a 6.5 from first season to the last season. This is something I gave up. Uh, how many seasons are there? 11? Jeez. I, I want to say 13. Right. I think I gave up around six or something. Five or six. I'm not sure. I I didn't uh, I didn't con- continue it at all. But yeah no. Maybe I should. I mean 
it's it's okay, but uh, um, yeah, it's... it's one of those shows where like it's fine. Uh, yeah. It has its good parts and its bad parts. I just think it got worse in the end the, uh, than the beginning. But it's also kind of, like I said, it's a time thing where at the time it was something novel and then over time it just became normal and kind of boring. Mm. Hmm. Uh, talking about something very bad and boring, I saw Brew Brothers. This is uh, from Netflix. It's about two arranged brothers, William and Adam Rodham, that uh, meet, and uh, it's a sitcom, and uh, one is uh, a bear genius, a brewmaster, and one is definitely not, and I watched two episodes and I'm out, because this is very bad scripted comedy show that I didn't like at all. Uh, I give it a f- 3.5. Okay, I saw this. I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's crude humor, uh, but I really like uh, Flula, who is in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you probably didn't get to that part if you only watched two episodes. But he's very Ooh. funny once you get to his part. He plays a, a, a drunken monk um, from, what what's the, Bravia? Why can I not say it? The German country, or the German right. area. Uh, yes. Bavaria. Bavaria, there we Bavaria. go. Bavaria, yeah. Uh, and he's very good in it. I mean, the running story is them trying to save or keep this brewery going. This brewery, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the running story of it. I thought it was pretty funny. I gave it a seven. Okay. We agreed to disagree. <laughs> what else did you watch? Uh, season one finale of Bob Hart's Abashula. <laughs> yeah, I actually benched this. Yeah, yeah, it was very good. Uh, not really a, any kind of cliffhanger in the ending of this, but it yeah. is just your normal American uh, TV show with the laugh track sitcom. Uh, so you don't expect there to be some huge cliffhanger. This isn't Lost or anything uh, that we're watching. Yeah. Uh, so very cute. It's just a fun, silly show, and I like it. It's something you can watch. I don't know, and not have to like really think. It's a it's a non-thinking right. show. Uh, and I had fun with it. Uh, overall, what did you give it as far as like a number goes, like the whole season? Uh, seven and a half. I give it a seven. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I remember hating it in the beginning. It's like passionately. Uh, I saw the first episode of Run on HBO. It's uh, I. Did you see this? Run? No, I don't think so. Uh, okay. Because I don't know what this is. So, uh, this is about uh, this lady uh, that had made a pact with her college boyfriend uh, that if either of them texted the word run... Okay. And the other one uh, replied with the uh, the same. They will drop everything and meet up in the Grand Station and travel across America together. 
for that is just the premise. De- they just decided that one day, right? Okay, seventeen years. Seventeen years ago, and and guess what? That is what happens in the first fucking episode. Right. They uh, seventeen years later, one of them right. sends a text message to the other person. Okay. Right. So that is the show. How did they know text messaging was still going to be around in 17 years? <laughs> good. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, but yeah, um, the premise is bad. I think the acting is pretty good. Okay. Uh, it has uh, some good uh, good acting in it. Uh, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge uh, is, is in one of the roles. I like her. Uh, but, uh, you know, I give it a confusing six. Yeah, I've, I've only seen one episode. Oh, I, okay. I will definitely see the, see the next one, so. So it's interesting enough that you'd watch more of it, or? Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, anyway, I'm two episodes and I'm out, so I I have to watch the second one. Sure. Uh, I guess the last thing I saw was Tiger King episode 8, which I don't know if I'd yeah. even call this episode 8, but did you see this? No. Yeah, I I did, and I'm very angry. I get, I'd call it the reunion episode more uh, than anything else. I'm, I'm going to pretend I'm very angry. I, I'm not angry. I'm just very disappointed. I mean, it's a bad reunion episode. I, I think... Uh, what is uh, the most uh, disturbing with the whole thing is John McHale trying to be funny all, all the fucking time and it doesn't really work in this it works uh, sometimes but uh, not in this I think it worked sometimes in this and other times it didn't work at all uh, right especially when he interviewed the, the, the girl that isn't the girl anymore I just think... With the hat. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It just depended on which person he would... Because the one guy with the long hair, uh, the first right. guy, I guess, he cool. joking around, yeah. and he was able to like kind of go back and forth with the guy, but when the other person doesn't understand the humor, it didn't come off as well, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like reunion shows, and I generally no. thought this was better than most reality reunion shows I've seen. So in that aspect, mm. I thought it was better than, like, I don't know, Jersey Shore Reunion, which I never watch, or right. the last episode of Survivor, where they all sit around right. and uh, talk about it. I don't ever watch that either, because I, I just think they're dumb. Right. So in that sense, I thought it was better than those, uh, the way it was done, and I guess Joel McHale even hosting it. But uh, I was expecting an, an episode of the show, which is yeah. kind of how it had been advertised, and that's not really what yeah. we got. There was some interesting info in there of stuff that they talked about that was kind of, you know, uh, told you the backstory of things that weren't in the show. I thought that was, those things were interesting. Overall, I still gave it like a 4.5, below average. Yeah, I gave it a 4. I didn't find this amusing at all, especially when they sold us it as an episode, and it definitely wasn't. I mean, I, I I think I think the most interesting thing about it was uh, when he interviewed the guy that all of a sudden was in Norway. That was fun. 
Oh yeah, that's right. He got married yeah. to a Norwegian girl. Yeah. And he showed the uh, Vega in in front of the guy. Uh, it was kind of funny. Yeah, so I like that part of it because hey, Norway. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I think it, people I, uh, online generally people look like they weren't happy with this episode, but you know, yeah. it was like I said, it was just uh, a reunion episode like any other reality show. That's the way I saw it. So. Right. But, but the problem is, is, like I said, that's not what I sold it as. If they right. sold us that, I would be more happy. I uh, think we just assumed, what... maybe, that that's what it was going to really. be. Not really. All they, they said they was, said there's going to be a, a new episode. And this was a new episode, right? right? Uh, I mean... Yes, technically it's a new episode. I mean, technically, if they would have just put like a webcam in a tiger cage, they could have called it a new episode. Right. But... Yeah. Anyway, uh, but we did with uh, see episode four of uh, Vampires, Luke. Uh, that we did. Uh, this episode was called One Blood, One Rule, One Mother. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. The title actually explains something to me about this t episode I didn't even think about until just now uh the okay. ending one rule one yes one mother yes. yeah i guess that's how right. this ends uh in yes. exchange for the favor from uh, sila donya agrees to attend a party and meets the community's matriarch but the night takes an unexpected turn yeah to say it mildly this was a fucking amazing episode i was very irritated in the beginning because it didn't go anywhere, and then all of a sudden, I understood why it wasn't going anywhere, and I was very happy. I mean, this was still a kind of a slow episode, but towards the end, yeah. it gets really crazy. They have this, you know, wild vampire party, just like you've seen in a lot of movies like Blade and things right. like that. <clears throat> and that's always cool. This one was especially weird. Uh, yeah. And there was a few good action scenes, and the real thing that uh, clinched this episode as being probably the best episode so far, I would say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Was the ending, uh, the one yeah, very good ending. matriarch of one vampire family takes the matriarch of the other vampire family, uh, puts her in a car after the party, and waits till the sun mm -hmm. comes out and throws her out in the middle of the street. Right. The street out to burn her. <laughs> that was so cool. <laughs> and also we had we had also uh, the scene where one of the other uh, like leaders of the matriarch tries to uh, like touch uh, our our uh, our protagonist our hero of this story as well and wanted we now understand what they wanted her for and it was breeding. That was also very cool. Last week I had said blood in this show is kind of like meat like they have different grades of meat and so each right. bloods are different kinds of meat but what we realize in this episode is it's more like drugs like each blood yeah. is like one kind of blood is like cocaine yeah. one kind of blood is yeah. heroin one kind of blood is something else you know what i mean and like yeah. the, whatever uh, so they're always like oh this blood because blood apparently gets the vampires high as well, all mm -hmm. we can tell at least some blood does i mean Mm -hmm. They have the junkies and the train cars, you know, doing blood, basically. But then you have mm -hmm. this big party of all these rich people, and they're also doing blood, which I think is kind of yeah. a cool point of the show, is showing the class class war between the two sets of vampires right. and everything else as well. 
And uh, I mean, they killed the mom of our our hero. So uh, you said that, uh, and uh, we will probably now get the re- revenge story, and that's more or less what I think as well. Um, this was was this the episode or the last episode where the brothers like beating the two guys to death, like smashing their face on the train tracks, and he was like, "No, that that was that last was episode." And he's yeah. just yelling, "Don't fuck with my family!" Uh, now right. his mom is dead. Yeah, I think we're gonna yeah. see some fireworks. Uh, yeah, no, this is uh, definitely the the best episode so far. I really enjoy this. I give it an eight, actually. That's what I was gonna give it. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward, and it it is very nice to see it with you because you you're very good at pointing things out when we watch it as as well. It's like it is it is a very fun show to watch together. I think I I wouldn't uh, like it as much because I would miss things and things like that. Well, I think this is a show where if you watched it all in one piece, if you were binging it, it would kind of be like mm-hmm. you'd watch it and then at the end everything gets revealed because it's kind of a mystery of what happened at the beginning of the show, the whole show is. Right. We're trying to find out yeah. what the deal is between these two families. And right. uh, I I could see the, what's coming in the show, but I still don't know how it how it's all going to wrap up, which is, I, I enjoy that about it. Yeah, me too. I, I can't wait to see it. Um, okay, now we're really going to shift gears. Uh, we're going from 4G to 5G. See what I did there? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shift gears. Uh, So, do you know that 5G caused coronavirus? That's what we've been hearing for the last few weeks. Uh, (laughs) I think two weeks ago I I sent you the first video I kind of found out about it. Yeah. Like, I had seen... Posts about it and kind of people joking about it or whatever yep. uh, online, but then the first video I saw about it, and then all of a sudden it's just like woof. <laughs> Everybody is <laughs> talking about it. Yeah, l- literally and fi- figuratively, this is on fire. This conspiracy. <laughs> so tell me a little about it. So what is five G? Five G is the fifth generation of wireless communications technology supported cellular data network. Uh, Large-scale adoption began in 2019, and today virtually every communication service provider in the developing world is upgrading its infrastructure to offer 5G functionality. 5G communication requires the use of communication devices designed to support this technology. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's a cell phone... uh, communications technology which we have 4g now we're getting 5g it's they have it in certain places uh like china yeah and uh, that is uh, one of the uh, people are saying like okay this 5g is what is causing it uh so i think we're going to go directly into somebody trying to talk about this right yeah let's go ahead and go to that video uh we don't know this is tweeted tweeted by someone called uh tom warren at tom warren and it says 5g causes coronavirus because it's sucking oxygen out of our lungs according to this video spread on facebook 
I wanted, uh, but uh, the facts uh, believe this uh, BS is generally scary. So let's listen to this lady that we don't know who is, by the way. I tried to find out who it was, and it just said yeah. unidentified registered nurse. Right. Okay. <laughs> let's play that in three, two, one, play. What we're seeing with these cases in Wuhan, we've all seen it on social media, is these people suddenly just fall over and mm. they have a dry cough. Okay. I have never seen a patient be walking along, doing their own thing, and suddenly fall over okay. because they I don't know what that means. Pneumonia. It just doesn't happen. However, they just they're does, does that mean they're fine and then they just are walk down the street and have pneumonia? IG, I just want to say what this mm -hmm. does. There hasn't been significant safety studies. This has been admitted in Congress in America on 5G. But what 5G actually does, it absorbs oxygen. And that's really important to know. <laughs> so what, what? Okay. oxygen molecules, okay. the little electrons with 5G, the little they electrons. start to like oscillate. Mm -hmm. So this, this 5G is absorbing the oxygen and then your hemoglobin can't take up the oxygen. So how long do you think it's going to oh. take the human body to fall over because it suddenly cannot take up oxygen into the cells? Every cell in the body needs oxygen. Okay. I have no idea what she's talking about at this point. Nope. It's going to take seconds. So if you get hit with a 5G beam, it'll make you stop breathing, I think is what she's saying. Mm -hmm. out in Wuhan there you go. In mm. the autumn of 2019. It was the test area, wasn't it? Yeah. It was the test area. Yeah. And this is not in mainstream media. Okay, so she just said the first place they rolled out 5G <laughs> was Wuhan, China. Mm -hmm. The same place the virus started. Okay. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is where the conspiracy theories start. Their conspiracy theory is that the <laughs> the five G started there, and the coronavirus started there, and that that's all it took. Fro is two plus two equals whatever I wanted to mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is from Unfield FM. It is a community radio station. Okay. The the person Tom Warren you're talking about? No, uh, oh. UK regulations Ofcom right. uh, said this. Uh, a guest identified as registered nurse appeared in a twenty segment, uh, twenty minute segment in February. In February, so right? The, and then it got yeah. put around Facebook, and that, like I said earlier, then I saw articles suggesting that this was being spread by the Russians on Facebook because Facebook Russians they just go hand in hand. Right. Again, it's the fucking Russians. So let's go to the conspiracy timeline. I think this is, is interesting. Okay, so what what this is according to Wired. Uh, so Wired.co.uk. There's an article on here. Mm -hmm. How the 5G coronavirus conspiracy theory tore through the internet. Um, it all started with one doctor on January 22nd in a Belgian newspaper. Uh, Het Last News... Yep, sounds about mm -hmm. right. Yep. Published yep. an interview with Chris von Kerrikhoven, a general Kerikhoven. practitioner from Pute near Antwerp. Uh, mm -hmm. 5G is life-threatening and no one knows it, read the headline. One scientifically-based claim in the article published in a regional version of the paper's print edition and since deleted from its website sparked a conspiracy theory 
firestorm that has since torn through the internet and broken out into real-world results, okay, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yep. So that's where, where this all started, was with this uh, Von Karakhoven uh, quote in this article about 5G. Um, uh, uh, yeah, uh, and when uh, Karakhoven comments were uh, quickly picked up by anti-5G campaigners in the Dutch-speaking world with Facebook pages linking and uh, quoting from the article. Uh, here they claim that it was proof of something very dark indeed. Within days, the conspiracy theory has spread uh, to dozens English-language Facebook pages, but conspiracy theory that uh, when Harry Coven uh, was pending isn't new. It was bubbling uh, away quickly for decades uh, in uh, unfounded concerns about high-voltage power lines in the 1980s to mobile phones in the 1990s in coronavirus. Uh, uh, such concerns have found a new hook because the, the quotes were unfounded. We withdraw the article within a few hours, uh, the Hentlachen News editor Dimitri Anderson said. We regret the fact that the story was online for a few hours, he added. Fortunately, with conspiracy theories popping up several places, this not stopped this uh, uh, story from spreading. And spread it did. Uh, YouTube, uh, on YouTube, obscure online talk show hosts and vloggers started revealing the quote-unquote truth about 5G. Posts on Facebook made similar outlandish claims, re receiving only a few thousand views from similar from familiar familiar and of course welcoming audiences meaning these are already people who believe in this kind of stuff they're already following these channels that talk about all these conspiracy theories mm -hmm. about 5g before the coronavirus ever happened fro so they were already mm -hmm. um seemingly ready to believe it but from those obscure beginnings the conspiracy theory has now been pushed by celebrities with hundreds of thousands of millions or even millions of social media followers including boxer amir khan Singer Anne Marie, actor Woody Harrelson, uh, Dancing on Ice judge Jason Gardner, pop star Carrie Hilson, Made in Chelsea star Lucy Watson, a TV personality Amanda Holden, uh, whose claims she accidentally tweeted a link to uh, a 5G petition, an uh, anti 5G petition on change.org. Yeah, and uh, in recent days, a number of 5G masts across the UK has been set on fire. So let's talk about that. From the BBC, uh, mast fire probe, uh, uh, mast fire probe amid 5G coronavirus claims. Uh, Mobile f mast fires are being investigated amid conspiracy theories claiming the link between 5G and coronavirus. There have been mass uh, fires at masts at Birmingham, Liverpool, and Melling in Maryside. A video allegedly of the blade in Aberthk was uh, shared on fa YouTube and Facebook claiming a link between the mobile technology and COVID-19. Uh, so yeah... There is a video online of this. I think we actually have it in another article coming up. Yeah, we do. And also, according to the uh, Guardian, at least 20 mobile phone masts 
have been vandalized as a result of this uh, conspiracy. So that's pretty many uh, places where people have gone to attack, and we we. No, I think it's. I don't think it's the... just one group of people. I think it's people in all these different places. I think there. Or do you think it's a group of people doing this, or do you think it's like? Uh, one person here, one person there, but they're all like talking to each other online or something like that. That that's that's what I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What you said now. Yeah. I mean, it is possible yeah, we... that some of these are being like multiple being done by one person or one group of people in a, if they're in a certain area. Uh, but what we're seeing is, uh, there's even ones in Holland, uh, New Zealand, and Ireland as well. Uh. Mm-hmm. Anti-5G protesters yeah. attacked cell tower sites in Holland, New Zealand, and Ireland as conspiracy theories linking the next-gen communication technology to the coronavirus pandemic continued to spread. The attacks on cell phone towers began in the UK last week, which that was the BBC article we just read. So the BBC article was from what day? April 4th. Uh, right. So 10 days ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Anti-5G protesters... Oh, right, I just read that. The In the Netherlands, on Monday night, two more 5G cell towers were set on fire, bringing the total numbers of attacks since Friday to nine. Uh, we have a picture here of one of them on fire. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't think when they meant 5G is going to be fire, they meant this. <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion they didn't mean this, and and of course some are burning down five four G towers by mistake because guess what? There you can't really see the difference between them. Right, they, they don't, exactly or they the don't same. know the difference. They don't care that what the difference is. They right. just want to burn burn the thing down. It says here though there has been a strong anti five G protest movement in Holland for some time, and the current wave of conspiracy theories linking the technology to the spread of the virus has been traced back to an article public published on a Dutch website, which is the one we just talked about. Right. In Ireland, protesters set two cell phone tower sites in the northwest of the country on fire Sunday. While the sites were originally reported as 5G towers, the spokesman for the company who owns them has since confirmed they were 4G towers. In, right. In New Zealand, it appears anti-5G protesters also vandalized a 4G site by mistake. Yeah. So let's go to the one, the video that says HV Almir. Yeah. And that is our uh, video of one of these things burning. So go ahead and give me a countdown on that. We'll check that out. In one, two, three, play. Okay. So here we see the light. I mean, it doesn't a, look super big. It's a small fire. This is what I was wondering. Aren't cell phone towers and all these things, communication towers made out of metal? How do you... Right, so what I probably did is put up a newspaper in the middle and light it on fire or something like that. I'm just... If their purpose was to burn down the tower, I don't see how burning a metal tower really does anything. If you burn the electronics, that'll definitely ruin it. Right. So maybe they lit, like the power box on fire or something like that. Right, that could be. Yeah, because that would be of plastic, wouldn't it? So now we're seeing an ambulance show up for some reason? 
Oh, no, it, it is an ambulance. It's a fire truck. Oh, it's a fire truck. I was like, why is an ambulance there? Were they going to put the tower in the back of the ambulance, take it to the hospital? Get, get it to the hospital. It's very sick. Fly <laughs> mouth to mouth. I think, I think we need to hit it with the paddles. <clears throat> it's not really. Yeah, so, yeah. And, um... I find I I can understand that uh, they maybe uh, tried to set fire to the fuse box, but it's weird. It definitely wasn't a big fire, at least in that video that we saw. Maybe other of the uh, some others of these have been bigger. Maybe it's possible. I guess somewhere they have wooden cell phone towers, but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, why would they have oh? Why would they have wooden cell towers? That would be fucking weird, wouldn't it? Right. It just seems weird to want to light something on fire that's metal. I guess that shows how <laughs> dumb these people really are, though. Uh, right. Like you said earlier, uh, we're seeing today 20 more UK telecom masts uh, have been attacked mm -hmm. in a wake in a wake of bizarre 5G conspiracy theory attacks. Some 20 telecom masts, including one in a hospital, were reportedly attacked over the Easter over Easter weekend in a wake of bizarre conspiracy theory linked coronavirus to 5G communication technology. Scientists, officials, and the country's network operators have slammed the conspiracy theory. So yeah, uh, we're, this is just happening today. It says, it's so disappointing to learn that arsonists are still attacking our mobile phone masts. This has been 20... So far, said Nick Jeffries, CEO of Network Operators at Vodafone UK. Yeah, that is sad. I mean, it's so unnecessary. Like, I was listening to a podcast in Norwegian today, and and uh, they were uh, comparing this to the anti-vaxxers, like, coming out now and, like, being so afraid of this vaccine they are making for the COVID-19 thing. And I uh, said, so, like, people trying to set uh, these things on fire is like uh, the anti-vaxxers trying to kill the doctors <laughs> for creating a vaccine. Right, yeah, totally. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I think, and I, like we've said in the yeah, past, probably. I bet you a lot of these people are anti-vaxxers as well. Right. Yeah, no, it wouldn't surprise me. Because that that's the one thing that people don't think about this, about this coronavirus thing. is like, all that has been proven here uh, is very anti-vax as well, this coronavirus is, in the way that it's proving that if is if if there was a vaccine uh, and we could get the vaccine nobody had to stay fucking inside for two fucking months but uh, and what i'm thinking of is like is this a way of deflecting from from that into 5g is that the way they are thinking like right. are, 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 are oh, they just we're not, they're saying, else? hey, we're not wrong because this isn't actually a right. disease. This is like a man-made thing. And so we yeah. can still then believe in uh, anti-vax. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it makes sense right. that the, it's a way to rationalize it in their heads. That yeah. I believe this one crazy thing, so why not believe this other crazy thing to rationalize the first crazy thing? <laughs> 
What do you think uh, our favorite fat guy from YouTube uh, that is uh, blocked thinks about this? Have you heard anything about Alex Jones supporting this? Uh, yeah, just yesterday or day before, Rogan put out a podcast and said he's been talking to Alex Jones uh, and that Alex okay. Jones thinks that it's all a, a, a conspiracy theory. Uh, the whole coronavirus is being caused. I think Alex Jones believes that it was a man-made virus out of the some medical lab in Wuhan where they do do like uh, testing on biological agents. There is a place there. So uh, right. I guess Alex Jones believes that. He doesn't believe, I don't think he believes in this. But uh, Facebook has uh, blocked 5G conspiracy groups with thousands of members after celebrating the destruction of the phone masts. It says here the two groups Stop 5G UK and Destroy 5G Save Our Children were open for anyone to join and had thousands of members. Uh, Facebook blocked the two anti-5G groups over the weekend after members encouraged the destruction of mobile phone masks in breach of the network's policies on promoting violence. Group members also promoted misinformation linking 5G to the coronavirus. <laughs> the Stop 5G group had racked up around 60,000 members and originally began as a fringe group. Uh, another group, Destroy 5G Save Our Children, had more than 2,500 members uh, and was also removed. So overall, they had, you know, 62,000, uh, but I'm guessing probably 2,500 were some of the same people from the 60,000, is my guess. Yeah, I, I would guess so, yeah. And it's, 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 it's kind of... Yeah, it, it, it amazes me that that this is this is the thing. But, but it also, uh, like you said, it's it also prove, proves this with with Facebook blocking these five G conspiracy groups. I I will bet a thousand dollar rollers that a lot of them is is in the same groups for anti vax. Like you said, there is like well, we know it is here. because. Because we've, we've save already the children. We've made the connection right. in the past. Uh, yeah, and and save the children thing. It's like that's that's what you hear from from anti vaxxers. Right. Yeah, all the fucking time. Yeah, well, we've made the connection in the past uh, when we did targeted individuals. Do you remember we did this? Okay, we right. did. Yeah. Fentanyl lace flyers, and we found this group. It was called Targeted Justice. And they were they called themselves targeted individuals, and they believed they were being targeted by uh, 4G, I, I think, at the time, and that it was causing them to have headaches. Remember, they had that test where you'd put your hand on top of your head, and if your hand started vibrating, you were being attacked by the 4G waves or yes. whatever? This is in episode <laughs> 159 when we talked about this. Uh, it was it was in the gang stalking episode because they also believed that right. they were being targeted by gang stalking as well as all these uh, radio that. waves. Uh, it says here, comment sections of the F Stop 5G UK group <laughs> uh, were filled with incitement to criminal damage against the 5G structures. Uh, Hope Not Hate, which is a group that looked into this, also found posts openly discussing plans <laughs> to attack 5G masts. Uh, Anti-5G activists believe that 5G radio waves harm humans, but radio waves no are low energy compared to that of other types of radiation. The cancer research has concluded that neither 4G or 5G cause cancer. 
Uh, but since yeah, the outbreak, but that's the government saying that right, like, we can't believe the government. But since the outbreak of the coronavirus, the anti five G cons- conspiracy theory has evolved, uh, and this is what it's become. Like we like we've been saying. So yeah, we were talking about this whole uh, conspiracy theory a while ago. It's just been brought up. It's been morphed and changed into a crazier thing since this coronavirus thing happened. So where does this rate on the crazy scale look? It's pretty up there, right? It's pretty up there. Um, I'm going to go with the ten out of ten because this is this is ludicrously, insanely crazy. This is out of this world. Don't fucking do this, crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's as crazy as some religions we've done, but I'd give it probably a, an 8.5. I, I just think that uh, the uh, uh, the religion people at least don't do harm to properties. This is doing harm I don't know about properties. that. <laughs> well, some do, but you understand what I mean. The Spanish Inquisition really went pr- pretty yeah. well for everybody as a... <laughs> Right, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about right now, Luke. Right. But, but uh, uh, my point is, like, it, it, it's just, it is ludicrously, insanely stupid to believe in this. And just stop it. Stop it! All right, movie round. Movie! Movie! Let's see, what did I see? I saw um, L.A. Originals. Which I think was on Netflix, I believe. L.A. Originals? Yeah. Okay. Never Uh, heard of it. It was a documentary about Mr. Cartoon, who's like a super famous tattoo artist, and his friend, a photographer named Estevan. I don't know if you've heard of either of these guys. Nope. Uh, It was about them starting out, and they got hooked up with, like, Cypress Hill... And a few other people like that, like, uh, and then got hooked in with Eminem and, uh, all these different celebrities and started doing tattoos and taking pictures of all these celebrities. And the one guy has all this footage from, I don't know, the early nineties till now. So it's a lot of found footage in the documentary, uh, which is pretty cool, uh, of like behind the scenes stuff at concerts and, uh, yeah, it, it's just a very interesting documentary kind of cut and dry as far as documentary, but the found footage really makes it interesting. Overall, I give it a 7. Cool. I saw a Norwegian movie yesterday with my dad and his girlfriend. Um, It is called Beware of Children. Uh, It is uh, about um, the school's uh, kind of uh, aftermath after uh, a, a girl hits a boy and accidentally kills him and the reaction of the grown-ups in the school and the storyline about that. It is one of the best Norwegian movies I have seen in years. Oh, okay. It, it is maybe one of my favorite new movies of of last year's, uh, if it if I did the the list again, I will probably ring, wrong ring, rank up there pretty high. I I give it a nine and a half. 
out of 10. Uh, yeah, Beware of Children. Go and watch it if you can find it with English subs. Uh, I saw a movie from last year, a, a little movie that nobody heard of, Parasite. Oh, wait, it, it won Best Picture. <laughs> yeah, and I, also my favorite movie of last year. So. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I really liked it. I thought it was well put together, but I didn't think it was as good as everybody else. But I think a problem is it had been hyped up so much before I saw it that it right. that hindered it quite a bit. The thing that yeah. I, I found the ending... Not the, not the stuff that happens right before the very ending, but the very ending, I kind of knew that was going to happen from right. halfway through the movie when they started talking about the Morse code. Uh, so right. I found that part a little bit predictable. Um, the acting really good. I mean, the cinematography is really amazing. The oh. part that happens right before the ending, very Tarantino-esque, very cool in that very way. Tarantino. Uh <laughs> I like the story in a sense. Other parts of it I didn't like. Uh, mm. I thought they were really weird and confusing. Overall, I gave it an 8.5. I thought it was really good, but I think the hype kind of hindered it for me a little. Cool. Uh, I saw Fantasy Island because I, I decided, hey, let's see if this movie is as bad as everybody says. And... Let's see if it destroys the TV show, as everybody says. And everybody was 110% correct. And it is one of the worst movies of this year. Uh, it's atrocious. I'm going to spoil the shit out of the ending right now. In 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 4, 3, 3, 1, 0. Uh, so you you remember that tattoo is one of the uh, uh, people in the TV show, right? Yeah. So the whole ending is that one of the uh, people that stands behind uh, stands behind, he has a tattoo where it says tattoo, and the uh, the the leader of the island goes, "Oh, we will call you tattoo." That is the fucking ending of this atrocious movie. What? So they're setting up for a sequel? Yep. Yeah. I give it a two. <laughs> Have you seen another movie? Uh, no. That was all I saw this week. Okay. I have seen Mortal Kombat Legends, Luke. Okay. I really, 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 really like this movie. It is maybe my favorite cartoon of this year because it is extremely violent. It is extremely funny. And I don't give two shits about the Mortal Kombat game. I think I have played approximately two hours about it in my entire fucking life. That's how much I cared about the, uh, the games. I have seen the atrociously bad uh, version of the movie so this is a cartoon and it's r-rated and i recommend it hardly to you look i think you will actually really really like this really okay it's yes <laughs> it is ultra violent it is so funny uh i give it an eight and a half out of ten. Oh, cool yeah i'll check Mortal it out Kombat. legend 
Okay, so yeah. anything else? Nope. Let's check out the trailer for Trolls World Tour. Once upon a time, there were two trolls. They see okay. the world. Pretty cute, right? Not to me. I'm the type of cloud that goes for this sort of thing. What? What? Because there's yeah. only six kinds of music, bro. Remember, I have seen this. <laughs> there's a world full of other trolls. How different can they be? I'm gonna unite the six strings. This is like that TV show, though, isn't it? That one where, like, there's like a dance yes. competition to see who would become yes. the leader of the. Yeah. She wants to destroy us. We need to unite the trolls to save all music. Let's sing them the most important This ought to be good. So they're they're part of the horrible music group, apparently. Uh-huh. They're gonna do the Macarena next. Prepare for battle. <laughs> hey Macarena. <laughs> oh I can't oh, remember when Justin Bieber sang this at Eurovision Pro, yes I do. I was like, this song is super familiar. Yeah, okay, now I. You can't go back on a pinky promise. <laughs> a pinky promise. <laughs> a smooth jazz troll? I'm being paralyzed by it. I can't feel my face. So what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Trolls World Tour. <clears throat> Poppy and Branch discovered that there are six different troll tribes scattered over six different lands. Each tribe is also devoted to six different kinds of music. Funk, country, techno, classical, pop, and rock. When rockers Queen Barb and King Thrash set out to destroy other music, Poppy and Branch embark on a daring mission to unite the trolls and save... The diverse melodies from being extinct. Okay. Okay. So this is like all those Christian album burner people's wet yeah. dream of like a kids movie. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Uh, why don't we start with you since you saw it? Yeah, I did uh, uh, say that uh, I didn't like it. Uh, I think I. I think uh, I said uh, that uh, I think it's it's worse than the first one, but uh, I, I, there's elements of it that I like. I mean, it's it's a very five uh, five point five. I think I gave it. Right. Okay. Um, I went to the Facebook uh, just to check out what people were talking about on there, 
And of course, Facebook has changed. I don't. You probably don't know that because you're not on Facebook, Fro. But they no. revamped Facebook, and it's MySpace now. It's the exact oh. same format as MySpace was in like 2003. Um, and they have this new f- like section on each movie page for reviews. So I went there for it instead of getting it out of the comments this time. But they also had a score, like a Facebook score, which we've seen in the past. This movie got a 10.3 out of 5. Wow. I don't think that's even a possible score. So I don't know what they're doing over there no. at Facebook. But ten got a 10.3 out of 5 based on three people's opinion, is what it said. I'm not, I'm not sure right. how their scoring system really works. Uh, but Maddie Reese says this movie has the same upbeat vibe as the first one. New storyline, same wonderful feeling from watching it. Uh, Amy Palmer says, worst sequel I, I've seen in a long time. So boring that I fell asleep. Uh, Gabriel Lagarde says, $20 for a digital home rent? Way too expensive. Would rather pay almost <laughs> the same price in a theater, like five more dollars, uh, like maybe five more dollars, not even. Uh, and it's a rent, uh, especially digital, because cost you it costs you almost nothing. No needed media, shipping, manufacturing costs, etc. Uh, doesn't make it worth much. Probably only six Canadian pesos max. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, Katie Langless said on on uh, on, uh, on, on uh, Google, less than five minutes in, my husband and I both commented that someone was high making this movie. The adult humor is very very in, in, inappropriate for kids. Sure, the music is fun and colors are kids-friendly. Kids-friendly storyline, but I'm sorry. Poppy, branch-tripping, unsmooth common. And uh, end with, oh, my balls! Yeah, my five and three-year-olds repeating that. <laughs> they should be ashamed of themselves putting that kind of stuff where they did. Yeah, so that's funny. See, I feel like we get that from every kids movie nowadays. If somebody gets offended yeah. by that, there's some adult themed thing in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, what movie do you want to see or this week? Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. I guess I'm seeing yeah. this movie. <laughs> well, next week we will do a, an amazing movie. Can't wait to talk about it. Okay. But for now, let's plug yeah. an audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. That's audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Go get a free book and a free 30-day trial. Keep the book even if you cancel and it helps us out. Yeah. That go, is super good. Go do that. Go check out That Wrestling Show starring Bill, the wrestling man. Yeah. He's he's the only one on that show, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a single man's show, <laughs> and it also has Fro. So it's one person, oh. and it also has you. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you're like an alien that. being, so you don't count as. <laughs> Since I'm Norwegian, yeah. Right. Uh, Luke, Luke heard me speaking Norwegian today because I was answering the door. Uh, and uh, and uh, I said to Luke, "Hey, what do you think? Does, does it sound alien to you when I speak?" <laughs> <from it?" laughs> 
And he said, yeah, more, more or less. <laughs> yeah, I just imagine you're one of those, the whites from that one crazy alien religion where you're like the tall <laughs> Nordic alien. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, uh, when we were recording this, we got some Norwegian news that I want to talk about in Jeremy Rand. Okay. Uh, the, 17th, the 17th of uh, May is a very big thing in Norway. We have something called the Children's uh, uh, March. So what they do every year is they march in front of the king, wave with their flags, and the uh, king waves back. And this is a huge thing in Norway. I have shown you some pictures from past years uh, when we have talked about the Norwegian National Day and and it is bonkers filled in Oslo. Because of the corona thing, uh, this is now cancelled and every children in, in Norway is sad and they are looking into doing it some other way. Huh. Yeah, so well, I mean, it's not surprising. Yeah, no. I'm not really surprised but, by it, but yeah. It's sad for the children. I, I just feel bad for the children in Norway because it's like, it's their one big day where 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 kids have to, like, get to eat the ice cream, uh, sausages, and, like, meet the king. Mm-hmm. It's right. like one. So... Who knows? Who knows what will happen? Maybe they'll postpone it or figure out something else. Do like a Zoom call, something. <laughs> the king on Zoom. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, do you want me to tell a Zoom story before we move on to other things? Not uh, sure. If you got a Zoom story. I do have a Zoom story. So, uh, this Sunday I was invited by a Jehovah's Witness to a Zoom Jehovah's Witness meeting. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, I attended that. That was very, very, very strange. <laughs> How do you like Zoom? Isn't it great? You can you can show graphs. You can show graphs. To I know. People. I know. It's so, it's so amazing. I have so much need to share graphs with people, and there's no way to take a JPEG and just share it with you, so... <laughs> <laughs> it is so atrociously bad. It's one of the worst like user interfaces I have seen in years, and I don't really care. Doesn't it care just remind you of Stickam though? I mean, it's like more boxes, but it's yes. Stickam with more boxes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, check out Stickam was uh, twenty years ago. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> check out what uh, I say. Your article in the chat. Uh, Okay. The Karen meme is e- everywhere, and it has become mirrored oh. in sexism. You know about this the Karen so meme? Stupid. Yes, I sadly do. Uh, people are very mad about the Karen meme. Karen is commonly used to refer to a strident middle-class white woman who talks down to people of color, usually in serving staff positions, <laughs> but the term was never just about racial oppression. As Vox wrote in its extremely extensive history of the trope, I I remember hearing about this, and uh, I think PewDiePie talked about it on his channel, uh, maybe last week or the week before. Us. We've kind of talked about it, where we've referenced these people who these women who get 
irrationally upset at people on the street. We've done we've done videos right. on this podcast. Right. You know, it, but it is like, why get so fucking irritated by the Karen meme? It's so... Well, remember OK oh. Boomer? Karen is the new OK Boomer. They're just... They're here to ruin Karen, is what they're doing. It says here, this is so funny, the comedian Dane Cook was using it in his act in 2005. Wow. It says, this is a quote from Dane Cook in 2005, every friendship group has a Karen, and she's always kind of a bag of douche. <laughs> That's so funny. A bag of douche? Yes. I love that. Oh. <laughs> I wish we could have put that as our title for this week. Yeah. A bag of douche. People would be so, so like, why oh, we can't click on that? That would be dangerous. Can't click on something that says douche. Another thing we covered in the past, Burger King getting in trouble for its plant-based Whopper. <sighs> yeah. Burger King, we had covered that somebody was suing them because they claimed it it was vegan, and this person saw them cooking it next to beef burgers, making it completely irrational that you would call it vegan and then cook it like right. on top of meat juices. Uh, but Burger King has now been banned from showing adverts suggesting their Whopper, which is cooked alo- alongside meat and contains eggs, is vegan-friendly. Uh, so the Advertising Standard Authority said the chains claim that the burger is 100% Whopper but no beef, could be understood to mean that it does not contain. Could mean that it does not contain animal products. Uh, yep. So they've been they've been told, nope, you can't advertise this as vegan when it's clearly not vegan. I I get that. I totally get that, and it's like, I I I, w- I wish maybe more more. Uh, uh, Places did did it as well. Here's my suggestion. I, 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 yeah, come on. McDonald's has a shit ton of money. Burger King has a right. shit ton of money. They could start a new franchise that was specifically a vegan fast food right. chain. They could do that if yeah. they wanted and just have that be the place where they sell these burgers. And they just choose to not do that because they're trying to improve the brand name of Burger King in this, really. Yeah. But does it help the brand of Burger King when when these things like happened? When things like this happen, no, probably not. Yeah. Well, at least not for vegans. Uh, there are people who just are annoyed by vegans, and they probably love this. I don't know. I see right now, by the way, that uh, they just threshold two million people being sick of Corona. Wow, that was quick. To, yeah, since the beginning of recording, huh? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not uh, from where we got it, but the Guardian is is saying that uh, 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 it just surpassed two million people. There was probably like some test tests reported, like a large amount of tests reported all at once. That's very possible. Probably. Yeah. Check out the article I sent you in the chat again. Uh, Indonesian village uses ghosts for distancing patrol. Oh, this is so funny. <laughs> village in Indonesia has reportedly taken to using volunteers to dress up as ghosts to try to scare people into social distancing. <laughs> yeah, so this is the village. Remember that movie? 
Uh, yeah, I guess so. Did you go to the article and see the picture of these guys? They're just like, yeah. It how they don't really even look like ghosts. They look like no mental patients. Maybe mental patients shouldn't be allowed out. Yeah, <laughs> which I guess is also uh, scary. Hmm. Yeah, we had Easter this week, and I had so much fun because I sent you an article uh, this week. Uh, the prime minister. Uh, of New Zealand, uh, Jacanda Arden has classified the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy, uh, Tooth Fairy as essential worker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I should. I think we should watch that video as an ending because it's very funny. It's in. Uh, I, I, do you want me to send you that article again? Or yeah, send it to it? me again. I'm gonna go into something else, also Easter related, out of Florida. For so, of course, Florida report. Of course, Florida report. Woman put porn stuffed Easter eggs in mailboxes. Woman is accused of putting <laughs> plastic eggs filled with pornography and other images inside mailboxes in homes in North Florida. Uh, Flagler County Sheriff's officials said they began getting calls about the eggs on April 5th. On Wednesday evening, more calls came in, according to the Post. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see what Jarnia uh, uh, Arden from New Zealand. I, she's so freaking cute, and she's very, she's very nice. She seems like I, I she seems like a very good prime minister. Okay. I, it's very, 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 very funny, this video. I've seen it before, but I think you will find find it somewhat hilarious. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. In three, two, one, play. You'll be pleased to know um, that we do consider both the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny to be essential workers. <laughs> um, as you can imagine, at this time, of course, they're going to be um, potentially quite busy at home with with their with their family as well and their own bunnies. And so, um, I say to the children of New Zealand, if the Easter Bunny doesn't make it to your household, um, then uh, we have to understand that it's a bit oh, difficult I see. at the moment for the bunny to pass yes. everywhere. But um, I have a bit of an idea that maybe in lieu of the bunny being able to make it to your home, you can create your own Easter hunt for all the children in your neighbourhood. So if you're one of those homes that's had a teddy in your front window, um, maybe draw an Easter egg and pop it into your front window and help children in your neighbourhood with their own Easter egg hunt because the Easter bunny might not get everywhere this year. Aww, isn't that cute? Yeah, it, it reminds me, <laughs> here in America... Local news stations will do a uh, Santa Claus watch where the news guy right. on Christmas Eve will like have the fake radar thing that shows where uh, Santa Claus is. Uh, yeah, it's very cute, I guess. Uh, other uh, other things that I sent you this week that I also find uh, freaking amusing. Uh, what was that? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, there was this Oakland woman uh, that uh, also in New Zealand, of course, because every every news article is very funny, uh, has pranked uh, the community uh, of uh, Devonport in Easter <laughs> in the Easter Bunny custom on the trice on the on the thing that very looks like a tricycle. <laughs> I, I'm going to send you that video as well. 
this is uh, from since Luke's uh, videos the, the show. Um, let me tell uh, tell me when you see it. Okay, I'll go into another article so we can get that ready. Uh, Julian Assange, uh, of course, trying to get out of the Belmarsh prison amid coronavirus fears. It was revealed he secretly fathered two ch children while living inside the Ecuadorian embassy in London. Uh, his par what? partner revealed this this week. The WikiLeaks founder partner Stel Stella Morrison made the revelation in court, uh, supporting the applications for his bail. I didn't know that. Yeah, we just found out this week he, he fathered two children oh. while being... I mean, he was in there for years, so... Yeah, maybe not super surprising. So, yeah, uh, let me re read what it says there. An Auckland woman has orchestrated a hilarious gr uh, prank that gripped the community of Davenport this morning. Jane Weeks posted a video to Davenport's Facebook page and other Crime Watch pages this morning uh, about her uh, bike being stolen by a none other than the Easter Bunny. She posted the CCTV of the crime and mapped confidentially in the shape of a body head online <laughs> online and mapped to the uh, bunny's likely path. Locals took to their own bikes and lined the street to help the search of the rogue bunny with even police as an ex, ex uh, escort. <laughs> Are you ready to play this video? Sure. In three, two, one, go. Okay. So we don't have any sound, so that's not great. No. But, okay. We see a bunny. So yes. <laughs> what is the bunny doing? Look. He's getting on uh, something. Looks like a motorcycle <laughs> to me. Mm-hmm. But it is a bicycle, for some reason. I guess it's an it electric is, it bike because he's not pedaling at all. It must be electric. I, it has. Oh, now to we be. have sound. Yeah, there we go. Hi. Yeah. It looks like an ice cream, like a really small ice cream truck. You know what I mean? Like an ice cream bike. Flashing behind you. Yeah. And uh, what is after that uh, <laughs> bunny look? The bunny is waving at people, and the police are behind him. But there's also like a <laughs> line of bikes following him. New Zealand, I love you. Don't mix up Australia. You're gonna get our Australian listeners mad because they, because <laughs> we mix them, yeah. mix them up. Yeah, the grass dragon will kill me. Okay, I think we will end off that. Do you have anything else? Uh, yeah, coming next week. <laughs> News of the week. Yeah. Uh, Vampires episode five review. Uh, mm -hmm. penultimate episode before the finale. Uh, really we're going to do another digital review of something called Corona Zombies. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna check... I found that. We're going to check out what that's all about. And the main topic, we're going to do a Eurovision tournament. What? A Eurovision tournament? Yeah, we're going to take you mean... the songs they released and actually decide which one was the best because they didn't. <gasps> yes, we, we, we are going to do what they should have done. <laughs> right. Uh... We can tell you that Australia, Azerbaijan, Iceland, uh, uh, Israel, Lithuania, Norway, Russia, 
Ukraine, Switzerland, Romania, Poland, and Bulgaria is in this bracket. I'm not going to be able to vote because I was the fucking one that picked the songs because I'm the Eurovision boss. So that means that next week we will have guests. How about that? Yep. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll reveal it next week. We will have guests. Whatever that means. Definitely not Bill. Bill will definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe someone else as well. Okay, Mm -hmm. let's wrap it up. Okay. What do you want me to wrap about? (laughs) (laughs) What I did there. Okay. From the United States of Norway, I'm Nor... uh, And from here, I'm Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.